long story short, I realized I got here or I got with this person because I didn't love myself. I didn't have confidence. I didn't believe, you know, and that's how I fell for this. And I was like, I don't want other girls to feel like this. Like, I don't want, you know, girls to continue to give away their power. I want them to know that they are worthy. I want them to know that, you know, it's okay to be a work in progress, like to not be perfect, to make those mistakes and that there is a place for you to fit in in this world, you know? Um, you have a gift inside of you. Hey there, and welcome to the Small Biz Famous Podcast, where we believe that you can make anything happen. From ideas to money in the bank, we are here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of starting your own business. We are going to talk sacrifices, failures, and successes with small business owners from all around the world. We are here to support you, cheer you on, and learn how to navigate together the ins and outs of business life. My name is Stephanie Spearman. I am a small town girl who took a laptop, Adobe Illustrator, and created a six-figure digital download business in a little over a year. Pull up a seat or plug in those earbuds and go for a walk and get ready to be encouraged that you can make anything happen. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome back to the Small Biz Famous Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest on our show. She's a friend of mine, and her name is Latina McGee Simmons. Latina found herself a single parent going to college with a degree in theater, wanting to pursue her desire to be an actress and a model. After she graduated, she hopped in her car and drove from Indiana to California to pursue this dream. During the process, Latina found she had a great passion for helping others. In order to pursue this, she went back to school. She got a degree and a master's in education and is currently a fourth grade teacher. She has created a course called Daughters of Promise, where she is helping young girls find the confidence and the power within themselves to accomplish life. You will absolutely fall in love with Latina. Latina has a beautiful voice. She's beautiful. And what's even more important is she has a beautiful, strong message and desire to help young girls. Let's welcome Latina McGee Simmons to the Small Biz Famous Podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, just to give you a little background on how I met Latina, I met Latina through the Digital Course Academy with Amy Porterfield, and we ended up in an accountability potted an accountability pod together. I shouldn't say ended up, it was chosen. And it was, I reached out to them. And so I feel very fortunate and blessed that I um, got into the group with Latina and two other ladies. And I, I have to say that was probably one of the best things about DCA was the accountability pod. I must agree with you 100%. We have a great pod. Um, I have learned so much from, you know, you ladies, and it is amazing. I, I feel blessed. I'm like, wow, they could, you know, get to let me sit at the table here. And it's just so much fun because I think we all bring something different and it works together and it helps us move forward. So definitely I have to agree with you on that. Well, and just the accountability of showing up each week and holding each other accountable and I have to say, just the way that I am, if we did not have this accountability pod, I don't know if I would have made it 
as far as I did through the course. And wow. that's a reality. <laughs> Self-diagnosed ADHD. So I'll start something and I don't always finish it because then I get distracted and I'm doing, I'm off doing something else. So the accountability pod, you know, I just think would not necessarily in a course, but in a business, just, you know, I think it would be a, an amazing tool to implement. Anyway. I agree. Yes. So Latina. Tell us about you and your journey to where you got to where you are now. Oh, wow. Uh, you know what? It's, it's an interesting one. I started out um, majoring in theater. So I have my bachelor's degrees in theater from Ball State in Indiana. But um, I always knew that I wanted to just follow that dream. I just wanted to be an actress and see what I could do. So my daughter and I was a single parent at the time. We packed everything up in my little Toyota Corolla and we drove out here to California. And I had, you know, great success with acting and it just, but I started substitute teaching, you know, to kind of supplement my income in between jobs. And I just started being drawn to working with kids and I loved it. And so I walked away from acting to, um, and I went back to school, I got my teaching credential and my master's degree in education. And I just started teaching and even though I love teaching, I always knew and, you know, God had spoke to me because my, my faith does play a big part in everything that I do, um, that I would not be in the classroom very long. And so a couple of years ago, I started seeing the shift starting to happen where um, I love working with girls. I love mentoring girls. I had the program in elementary and junior high schools. And I knew that, okay, this is what it was leading me to. So now that's where I'm working on that transition out of the classroom to being able to, um, you know, mentor and have courses and speak to girls, you know, full time. That's just, that's my ministry. That's my purpose. That is so awesome. And especially in, you know, the world that it is today, which all, with all the social media and we can, even as adults, we compare ourselves and we chase that perfect picture that shows, you know, the perfect way to look or the perfect thing to cook and the perfect home and the perfect family. And it's mentally, it's challenging. You know, it, it really is. And um, there was um, a study done uh, through the girls index. And so I like to go back there and just, you know, reread over some things, but they were talking about the social media trap with girls and how, um, it's really causing like the, you have the compare, have a, a high number of girls comparing themselves to what they see on social media, as well as it's causing a problem, like it's creating a lack of trust among girls. Oh yeah. It is like they, they feel that they're constantly in competition with another girl. And so that, that comparison trap is huge, you know? And I think even sometimes as um, women business owners, if we're not aware of some of those things that we carry with us, we can fall into the trap and do the same thing, you know, where we start competing instead of working cooperatively. So it shows up in the girls. And if we don't, you know, address it, it starts trickling up into adulthood. Well, that sounds like you're, you're starting at a young age, elementary age. Is that correct? That's correct. So how do you find a lot of these young girls have the social media, they have the phones, they have the social media accounts? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I would say, honestly, probably 
maybe 60%, and I might honestly be lowballing about 60% of my students, because uh, I teach fourth grade, have a phone. So they have a phone, and I can't tell you how many times uh, those things that happen on social media spill over into the classroom. So I have parents reaching out to me, um, or I have to address, you know, a fight that happened at recess, not a physical fight, but just, you know, the, the girl fights or, or just different things and how it impedes uh, the school day because of that, what happens on social media, you know, someone will do a TikTok um, and a bad song and, you know, call someone out about it. And that just starts a whole, you know, um, a whole just fight and it's, yeah. And then yeah. You, the fact mm -hmm. of bullying. Yes. Yes. Bullying has definitely increased and um, because it's easy to do. And it's sad because, you know, you have a lot of kids that feed into that and who will share that. And so like when you and I were growing up, we didn't have social media. So your bullying, it, it was present, but it was contained. Now it can be on the grand stage for the world to see. And so that adds an extra layer of insecurity and that need to let me, you know, um, try to post something to make myself seem like you know, it, it's more so people's representatives, not them real selves on social media with girls. Right. For that reason. Yeah, it's like, let me, let me be great so no one will, you know, bully me. Right. And even though we're presenting ourselves great on the social media, great isn't necessarily how we feel behind the curtain. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, and so many, you know, one thing with girls, one thing that I'm seeing, you know, even just when students in general, but because I work with girls, I'll kind of, you know, stay in that lane, is that, um, you know, they thrive on connection. They thrive on pleasing others. You know, um, it's ingrained in us from such a young, from such a time when we were young to, you know, what a girl's supposed to do, what she's supposed to be, what she should do, what she shouldn't do. And so all of that, that pressure and wanting to please others and giving others our power. Because if you, if you say that I'm good, then I'm good. Or if you say that I'm not, then that means that I'm not. And so for me, it's just getting them to see, no, you decide who you want to be, right? You are the one, not what other, don't allow other people to put those labels on you. You know, you define yourself and that's what's most important. That's huge. And that's, that's tough. That's tough to not fall prey or just fall into that trap of, well, mom says I'm good. So I'm good. Or mom says I'm bad. So I'm bad versus me saying, no, that I'm, this is who I am. That's wow. That that's powerful and probably really challenging at those at those younger years? Is it more challenging at the younger years than it is to transform people, you know, once they hit a high school or college or even older like we are? Wow, you know what, that's, it's so interesting you say that because actually girls' confidence is the strongest in elementary. As they matriculate into high school and junior high, confidence levels go down. Oh, wow. They go down, that's where they really start, you know, 
trying to fit in, trying to, you know, be a part of the popular group or, you know, be something, you know, that people want to be around as opposed to, you know, being the outcast or, you know, um, uh, I don't, I don't want to say anything, you know, because if I say something, you know, ridiculous and I embarrass myself, then no one will want to be around me or things of that nature. And, um, studies actually, I'm reading this book Enough As She Is by Rachel Simmons. And um, there, there are studies that are being conducted even at the college level with college freshmen. And they're noticing that even at a lot of top universities, you have these, you know, college freshmen, you know, uh, young ladies that are brilliant, but are extremely suffering from anxiety and stress, because it's been built that they believe that if I don't achieve, then I'm nothing. So somewhere we've sent that message, you know, in our society that your accomplishments and your achievements make you. So that's what causes that uh, confidence drop as they get older. Right. And personally, I think that, you know, you look at the club sports. When I was growing up, we didn't have club sports. And then all of a sudden, I don't know when they actually started, but I remember my brothers who were I don't know, four or five years younger than me, they started doing like Y ball. So we would travel to Lincoln to do the Y ball, but then now you have all these traveling teams and it's for every sport and it's practicing. My son was in club ball and it was three days a week, three hours a session, let alone, you know, we'd travel out of state for the whole weekend. So it was so consuming and you had to be good to, to travel and to play. And if you, if you put, if you paid all that money and put all that time in and you sat the bench, that's, you know, what is, what message does that send? And how do you teach kids to make the choice that it's not always about winning? It's not always about losing, you know, it's about developing ourselves developing our skills, developing our questioning skills and qu questioning meaning like court awareness. And so many parents tell their kids, run here, run there, do this, do that, shoot better, shoot the ball, dribble, pass, you know, whatever, whatever sport that it is. And we shoot um, directions at them that we don't give them. And I'm speaking generally, mm -hmm. uh, we, we don't give them the chance to make those decisions themselves because it's so competitive because what do we all want to do? We all want to win, win, win. We want to be the best yes. we want kids to be the best and that pressure that we put on our kids. And I realize that now, cause I did that with my kids. I'm guilty. Yes. Yeah. So, wow. You know, what you're doing is I think much needed, very powerful and I want to hear more, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, definitely. I just want to, you know, tag on, tag on what something that you said, because we do, you know, and it's great as parents, you know, when we have our kids, we have all of these hopes and dreams for them, right? Because it's like, man, you see that little face and it's like, you're going to take over this world, you know, but in a good way. Right. I know that, but like you said, we do, you know, at that stress, because I'm guilty of it too, you know, um, and that's how I can, you know, speak to other parents now because of things that I've learned. But I always tell parents, we have to start putting more emphasis on the, you know, 
praise more of the process than the outcome. Mm -hmm. And I think that that will shift in the kids. Like, you know, wow, I like how you didn't give up. I like how you stuck with that. You know, I like how you, um, you know, you said you set a goal that this week you're going to practice 10 extra minutes just because you want to be better, you know, and that those are those things, because if it's always, you know, leading with, you know, our kids achievements, then that's what they're learning is, okay, so this is where my worth comes from. I have to achieve, you know, um, and like you said, maybe give them those choices and be prepared that maybe what we want them to do may not be what they want to do. Right. That's the hard one. And praising them for, you know, I, I noticed you didn't give up. That's a principle. Yes. Versus you scored five goals tonight. Woohoo. Yes. Didn't matter what happened in the process to get to the five goals. So yeah, principle. I that's I like that. Okay, so what are you doing with all this? You're you're um, speaking, you're coaching, you're putting together a course. Yes, I am. You know, always open and doing speaking engagements where I empower girls just to you know live with the question: Why not you? Like, why not you? You know, why can't you, whatever it is that you want to do, why can't you do it? And, you know, start moving past all of those voices in our heads and all those things that we tell ourselves and why can't you do it, right? It's not a matter of, oh, you know, I wish I could, no, let the question be how, how can I, right? Because that's something that, you know, even me with maneuvering and, you know, in this niche and just really trying to, you know, get everything perfected, that's always my question, how? right? Because adversities are going to come. So how? Um, so I have the speaking, I have the course, and I actually have been uh, facilitating courses in person at different elementary and junior high schools here in California. And so um, just kind of perfecting that, but moving that online, because, um, you know, we're one, you know, one person, our time is limited. So how can I have a greater impact and that's why I was like, you know what, let me shift this online because I want to have a global impact. I want to be able to work with, you know, more girls than just the ones here in my community, but definitely I have those courses. And then um, I am also developing a membership. So once, you know, because the course is all about uh, transforming the mindset because everything starts with the belief. Whatever we do in the membership, the other topics and things that'll come up, won't matter if you don't have that mental shift that's needed. So definitely the course is first, and then we move into the membership where every month we have a topic, you know, we have speakers, you know, women such as yourself that are, you know, inspirational, tell their stories, right? Because I think sometimes as adults, we put on our perfect side in front of kids and they wanna know like, were you always like this? Or, you know, is this possible for me? So how do they get that? Through our stories, through our journey. And so in the membership, we have that, we have our topics, accountability groups. And so those are the things that, you know, are coming together. Oh, I didn't even say the name, it's Daughters of Promise. <laughs> Let me take it back. So it's called Daughters of Promise. And that's what we do. So we have empowering messages. We have a confidence mindset course. And then we have the, um, monthly membership where girls can participate and work with girls from around the you know country and eventually the world 
hold each other accountable, uh, continue to teach those classes, you know, um, that they need to continue their confidence journey. Because you don't take a class and, you know, whoop, I'm magically confident. No, it's a journey. And that's what I really like to emphasize with the girls. Right. Um, so, Latina, when you saw that there was a need for this, for coaching confidence in young girls, does this come from something that, I mean, a personal journey that you were on or had? Absolutely. Um, this is so, this is, my business was, is so birthed out of my personal journey because um, I, I know your listeners can't see me, but I have a huge mole on my chin and I have a burn on my right hand. And so growing up, I was, oh my gosh, tease. I, I'm thankful I didn't grow up in the time of social media because the bullying that I received without social media was enough. And um, so I, I wasn't very confident. I didn't really, you know, love myself, like myself. And I made a lot of bad decisions, you know, nothing like breaking the law wise or anything, but just, you know, try to find others to validate who I was just, you know, uh, um, um, being angry that I didn't look like, you know, what was considered, you know, the pretty girls and things. And um, so I just made a lot of bad choices and it just, it spilled over into my adult life. And I went through a horrible breakup. And after that breakup, I just, you know, prayed, I was praying to God and, you know, he just gave me a lot of self-reflection and revelations. And I was like, but to long story short, I realized I got here or I got with this person because I didn't love myself. I didn't have confidence. I didn't believe, you know, and that's how I fell for this. And I was like, I don't want other girls to feel like this. Like, I don't want, you know, girls to continue to give away their power. I want them to know that they are worthy. I want them to know that, you know, it's okay to be a work in progress, like to not be perfect, to make those mistakes and that there is a place for you to fit in in this world, you know? Um, you have a gift inside of you. And so that's where that came from. Just that, yeah, I was like, man, I can't continue like this. Like I'm, I, this, no, like you're too good for this and you deserve better. And that's what I want to articulate to girls. Whatever that is that you want, don't settle. Whatever that dream is that's in your heart, like go after it and love you. We're not supposed to all look alike. We're not supposed to all be alike. That's the beauty of you. And everyone's not gonna get you. So you find your people, you know? Don't try to fit into spaces. Like, you, like they used to say, you can't fit a square peg in a round hole. Don't do that. If you know your square peg, don't go to that round hole. You find other square pegs. You know, you just have to find your people because everybody has something. But yeah, so that's that's my journey. And just, um, you know, just people always telling me what I should do or what I, you know, what I'm not or what I can't do or what I can't be. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I just always thrive off of what people tell me I can't do or what can't be done. And, you know, back in the day, you were looked at as being bad. <laughs> you know, if you didn't, you know, fit that good girl, do what you're told all the time, mold. And it's not about being disrespectful. It's just about being okay with who you are and finding your voice. And where do I fit in in this world? Because there is a place for me. You know, 
And that's what drives me. And that was my journey. I, I finally have found my place. I found my, okay, this is what, you know, I was created for. This is what I'm meant to do. And I realized that when you accept you and you love you, that spills over to other people, that confidence. And that's tough. It's tough loving ourselves. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear I love you from my parents, let alone have them teach me to love myself, Mm -hmm. my own choices. And it's, you're right. And it was probably maybe more our generation. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of studies on it. But um, we were told to fit in this mold and be a good girl. And, you know, you learn how to cook and, you know, you, you just got these certain things that you're supposed to do and not do. And if you step out a little bit, if you're just a little bit different, even though that different can be a good different mm-hmm. wrong or it's bad. And I love the message that you're sending because I'm 53 and I'm just now getting all those external voices out of my head. And yeah, I'm me and I, I can be me and every scar and freckle and stretch mark and it's all good. I don't need to be what a lot of people portray on the gram as, as everybody says it, you know, the (laughs) perfect picture, Mm -hmm. you know, this is who I am. And I'm okay with that. I'm learning to be okay with that. Yes. And, and it's, it's, you know, like you said, it, I think it is generational because, you know, if we look at like our parents' generation, the big thing was, you know, you got married, you know, married and you got a good job, you know, one that pays you, you know, you know, you have that steady paycheck coming in. It wasn't so much about dreaming. And that's how it was for me growing up, you know, um, wonderful, you know, wonderful parents, um, but that was the big thing was, you know, you go to school, you get a good education, you get a good job. And that was it. It wasn't so much about, you know, my mom put the dreaming in me, you know, because she would have us travel. Uh, she would always, you know, take us on trips and things. That's one thing my parents did do, you know, would take us on trips. But um, yeah, it just, that dreaming was kind of like, nah, you can't support a family off of a dream. And I think that now, like our generation, you know, because I'm, I'm, you know, just a couple of years younger than you. And so like with our generation, I think that we put more to our kids to dream, you know, and to really follow that dream. But they're still at the same time, though, I think we hold tight to some of those traditions that we were raised with. Just because, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, I remember my daughter told me, mom, I'm moving to Hawaii. And I'm like, what? It's expensive. Like, what are you doing? You know, but it was just, it was from a place of fear, you know, but she's landed on her feet and she's living an amazing life. And it's the life that she wants, the way that she wants it to look like. And I love that. And I had to take a step back and I'm like, okay, I did what I said. I said, when she was born, I said, I wanted to raise a daughter that could leave home. I wanted her to live life on her own terms and I wanted her to be independent and she's doing that. And so I think sometimes as, as parents, we have to kind of look through a different lens instead of what my child isn't doing. Let's look at what are they doing, right? Because it's not going to look the way that we want it to look, at least not always. 
That's powerful. To to uh, that's powerful, uh, you know, statement to. I mean, you let your child go and be who she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had to do that. And it was hardest with my youngest because I wanted him to do this. And he, you know, he kind of fought it. And it, it taught me a lesson that, you know, okay, I'm here. I'll support whatever you want to do. Go be you. Yes. And some of the, some things are hard to watch, but you know, zip the lips and <laughs> they got to learn. <laughs> yes, that is, it is, it is so hard. Even with my work with girls, you know, and I, when it comes to my daughter, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> hold it in. And it's like, you know, you gave her the wings. You have to trust her to fly. Mm-hmm. That is the hard lesson. And I, you know, but I'm so proud of her. Like, I really am proud of her. And, um, but it wasn't easy. It was a lot of head butting, you know, at first. And, but it works out, you know, it really does. So moms, we just have to trust, you know, for our, our, our girls, for our kids, you know, we gave them the wings. We have to let them try to fly. And like you said, it's hard. Some lessons you're like, but no. <laughs> but you know that's why you know we have to build those relationships with our kids because even when they fall they just need to know there's a place that I'm loved and there's a place that I can go Mm -hmm. I can get dust you know someone will dust me off and then I can go back out in the world again do you have older um, girls or even moms come to you and want to talk to you and seek your advice or say, Hey, will you, will you create a class for me or come speak to us? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I get that a lot, actually. Um, where I do have some young ladies that I mentor one-on-one and, um, I also, uh, different churches call. And so I will go into churches and do some mentoring for a while. Um, and so I do, and, you know, sometimes I'll even go like, well, I'll go out to dinner and just kind of be that, that third, you know, non, un, you know, unbiased, just listening and like, okay, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I feel she's saying. And so, yes, I do. You know, I do get that a lot. Um, and I have a young lady that I'm working with right now, um, her teacher, so this is her teacher. Um, she's in an alternative program and her teacher reached out to me and asked if I would take her on. So I have you know, her under my wings right now and she's doing just absolutely amazing. Um, and her background, life hasn't, life hasn't exactly been kind to her, but her courage, her determination, her, you know, her, her passion, it's like, I'm you know, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to be something in this world. And I just, I love it. Like I learn, I'm, she's supposed to be learning from me, but I'm like learning more from her. And um, Isn't that the truth though? Mm-hmm. When I was in education, there were students that I learned. I mean, they had no clue, but we learn wherever we go. Yes. If, if we let ourselves, you know, and open our eyes to knowing that we did learn something, you know, good or bad, you know, whatever it may be. So yeah, that's awesome. Yes. And you're so right. We have to, we have to be open to learning. Mm -hmm. 
We have to. And I think that um, definitely to fill that generational gap that's happening, you know, between the older and the younger, I think we on both sides have to start doing more listening. Just really let me learn about you. You know, um, what is it that you want? What is it that you're trying to say? And so, like I tell my young people, because I know they're all, you know, you older people, la, 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 la. <laughs> but just listen to what I'm saying, just consider it. And then I'll allow them to talk and they'll do the same thing. You know, just, just consider what I'm saying. Yep. And we meet in the middle and that's where that change occurs. That's where that shift happens in that middle, right? When we've, everyone puts egos to the side and just listen, we realize we want the same thing. Even though it may not look the same way, but we want the same thing. I love what you're doing. Thank you. I think it's amazing. Thank you. I am. Um, it's funny because I have people tell me all the time that it can't be done. You know, um, I was doing my course validation calls, you know, part of DCA. Mm-hmm. And I did. I had, a, I had a couple tell me that it couldn't be done. Like, what's the point or what's the purpose? And um, but when I look at girls, you know, um, from the girls that I work with as a teacher, as a mentor, as a speaker, just in society, it's like, you know, everything that glitters isn't gold. And we have a generation of girls right now that are dynamic on paper and are falling apart on the inside because what they have not been shown how to you know, handle a setback. Um, The message has been sent that, you know, you can do anything, but at the same time, you have to be everything. You know, um, expectations, you know, this is what you're supposed to do as a mom. You're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. And it's just like that pressure, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's just my goal is, you know what, I need, I just, I want you to know that you're okay. Like you're okay. And you decide what's right for you and create the best life that you and God can come up with. Cause you only get one. Mm-hmm. You get, this isn't a rehearsal. You don't get a second chance. So whatever success looks like to you, you live that on your own terms. Hard is hard. It's hard. Woo. As a mother, woo is hard. <laughs> it's hard, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any, I'm listening to you. Do you have aspirations of writing a book? You know, <laughs> I did. I did. My da- I'll be honest. My daughter is the writer in the family. She is, oh my gosh, her, yeah. But for me, I started writing a book. And it just was not working out. So I may in the future, I may get back to it. I may, I may, I may. But um, right now, no. Well, so I don't know if you listen to Brene Brown, but- um, Love her. Right? I was listening to her and well, she writes, she's got several books out there, but she hires a team that they'll go to do like a retreat thing and she orates it and they write it. Because that's how she works best and can get her message out best is by speaking. 
and then they write it all down and then fine tune it. So then it's in written form. Wow. So then a book. So that might be something if your daughter's the writer and you're a speaker, you speak the message and have her write it. That's a good idea. Thank you. I didn't even think Daughter about it. Yeah. Thank you. Because I do believe that there's a need for what you're doing highly. And I even think, you know, it's beyond it's lifelong. And I think of how many people my age or even older that haven't figured out that it's okay to be themselves. It's okay to love yourself and live life. Be happy. Be you. Yes. I, you know, um, and we do, and, but again, it goes back to all of those things that were put into us when we were girls, you know, that you, we were taught to put ourselves last. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Like, no, you have to take care of everybody else. Everyone else comes before you. And the one that dared to step outside that box and go after, oh no, what are you doing? You know, she was looked at in a negative light. And so it just, go back, it just goes back to just transforming the, that mindset. Mm-hmm. Just being okay with everyone's not going to be on board. And like I said, find your people, find those that love and support you. And it is okay. It's, you know, it's, it's okay, mom, for you to find your dream, especially if your kids are grown. You know, um, I know, you know, you're married. I'm married too. You know, I have this conversation with the mom who was sharing your dreams with me and her, you know, her, her daughters were grown. And, um, and she's like, yeah, but you know, I think the expectation, you know, I have to cook for my husband. And I said, oh, he'll be okay. <laughs> he'll be okay. You know, my husband is, he's okay. <laughs> but I know everyone is different, but just, you know, choosing those partners that support us, right? Yeah. To where it's like, I love you enough where I want you to follow your dream. So it's okay if dinner's not on the stove at five o'clock, you know, um, I can help out you know, we can, let's do this together because I think that that's the only way that, you know, everyone wins is when we allow people to be who they are. So Latina, I listen to a lot of books on Audible, Mm -hmm. which obviously they're in print form too, but do you have a specific book that comes to mind that you, that has had meaning to you or has been, you know, created a pivoting point or just basically a good read that you would recommend to the audience? Oh, wow. You know what? Three feet from gold. I don't know if anyone on your show has already said that. So that was one that has just totally uh, transformed my life is three feet from gold. Um, But if someone's already said that one, There is another one, um, but this one is a little bit more of a niche. Uh, It's called Draw the Circle. Um, And it is by Mark Batterson. He's a pastor. And it's really about, you know, aligning our our dreams with, you know, with God and just really being persistent in prayer and just really keep drawing that circle and just keep seeking and just really seeking and praying and, and, and going after that dream that's so, you know, crazy big that there's no way you can accomplish it outside of God. Um, so that's the other one that has really transformed like 
my aha this year, three feet from golden, draw the circle. Both excellent recommendations. And I actually just finished three feet from gold yesterday. Wasn't it great? Amazing. Amazing. Uh, in fact, because I look, because I listen to it while I work. So mm -hmm. I'll listen to the same book like three, four, five times because, because I do it while I work or I'm driving and, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I get busy or zone out. So when I go back and listen to it again, I can pick up on things I missed the first time. And then the third time it just like, you know, sends it home and then, you know, so I can really take from it what I need to take from it to, you know, make my life better, make my business better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. That book is so good. I even like, cause I would listen to it in the, you know, my classroom before, you know, school would start. And even the students that were in my classroom in the morning, they were like, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, Tiffany, play that, Miss Simmons, play that. So I'm telling you that, yeah, that, that three feet from gold is a, that's gold. <laughs> that's awesome. So Latina, I know you're in the beginning journeys of being a small business owner, but mm -hmm. what does being a small business owner mean to you? Freedom. Being a small business owner for me means freedom. It means being able to live life the way that I want to live it, how I want to live it. And instead of, you know, people capping my worth, you know, there's no ceiling. Like I, you know, um, I determine my value and just the freedom to be able to help my family and friends, the young ladies that I mentor. Um, but yeah, just freedom. I, I, you know, my, my long-term goal or my vision is, you know, to be a flip-flop CEO, have all my flip-flops. I'm on a beach somewhere and, you know, I'm working with my girls for, you know, a few hours in the morning and then the rest of the day, it's, you know, whatever I want to do, but I'm ready for that freedom. I want that freedom. And that's what's, you know, being a small business owner means to me. I love the flip-flop CEO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love it. <laughs> Run the whole company in my flip-flops. That's what I want. I walk around barefoot, so I'll, I'll wear shoes to work and then I take them off immediately. I wear flip-flops <laughs> or Birkenstocks, I mean, when it's hot out, and then I take them off immediately, so I'm barefoot. So I should call myself the barefoot CEO. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, but you get to do that. You know, you built yourself, you built your business to where that's your choice, and that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. Yep. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. Well, Latina, I'm so glad we had this time together today and you got to be on the show. And I know down the road, I'm going to ask you to be back on it because your business is going to change amazingly. I just know it. And so we're going to definitely have to catch up. Absolutely. You know, and, and thank you, Stephanie, you know, thank you for giving me this opportunity and thank you for, you know, just getting, give me a chance to kind of get it out there. Um, and so I just hope, you know, whoever's listening, whether you're a mom of a girl or a dad of a girl, just, you know, just parents in general, like let's, you know, let, let's, um, let's start that shift, you know, let's start that shift in our kids and just 
is that mental health, that mental health. We have to have that mental health piece, especially in today's climate. We have to have the mental health piece in, in order. So, yeah. Definitely. So Latina, where can people find you? Like, what are your deets? Email, Facebook, Instagram, where, where can people find you to hook up with you? All right. So my website, you can find me at www.daughtersofpromiseconfidence.com. On Facebook, uh, Promised Daughters. It's Daughters of Promise, but it's like at Promised Daughters because there's a couple of us on there. Um, Instagram, I'm Confidence Coach 75. And um, email, just Daughters of Promise at yahoo.com. Okay, awesome. And to all the listeners out there, I would definitely hook up with Latina. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your passion for developing confidence in young girls to help develop themselves to take on the world. Latina, you are absolutely amazing. I just love how you created your business out of a need, how you recognized the lack of confidence in yourself and where that landed you. And you grew that from your inner struggle to a place of confidence in yourself and peace with who you are today. Latina is now helping young girls grow their confidence through Daughters of Promise and her confidence coaching. You've got to check her out, connect with her. She is definitely a difference maker by creating her business and empowering others to embrace their own power. If you love today's interview or any of the past shows, would you take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Small Biz Famous Podcast. And until next time, take the bull by the horns and make something happen. I'm out here in the Midwest, jumping up and down out of excitement for all the Small Biz Famous listeners. Thinking about starting your own small biz or just want to meet more people like you to bounce ideas off of, to share excitement, and to see what's shaking out in the land of entrepreneurship? Head on over and join the exclusive community at Small Biz Famous on Facebook, or the link is waiting for you at stephaniespearman.com, and that's Stephanie with an F.